It's big announcement time. Drum roll, please. We are going on tour. Just, 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 yeah. Northern News, live around the north. Of course it's around the north. We're not doing any southern dates on this tour. No way. We are going to the big ones, our big ones in the north. We're going Sheffield. 23rd of June. We're going Hull. 26th of June. We're going Leeds. 27th of June. And we're rounding it off in Manchester. On the 28th of June. What a week. Oh, my God. I, we've done some live shows yeah. in Edinburgh and London. And we love them so much. They are so much fun. We do little fun headlines. There's slides, there's visuals. Oh, it's brilliant. We can't wait to do it and we can't wait to see you there. We'll see you in person. You'll see us in person. You'll see our faces. You'll <laughs> see whatever attempt at merch I've cobbled together in a shed. <laughs> so get your tickets now for the Northern News live tour at plosive.co.uk. That is P-L-O-S. I-V-E.C-O.U-K. We're going to get chunked out of our beans! Let's do it! Hello and welcome to Northern News, a podcast with me, Ian Smith. And me, Amy Gledhill. I'm from a lovely little place called Hull. And I'm from the thinking man's pontefract, Ghoul. And we've been living in London, much to our family's shame, for too long. So, we're going to be trawling the newspapers to find out all the stories we've missed from the North. This is... Northern Northern News! Hello and welcome to Northern News! Hello! It's Ian Smith... And Amy Gladdell. But the other way around, because I'm Amy Gladdell and, <laughs> and you're Ian Smith. It's going to be a wacky episode. We gotcha. What's your name? My name's Ian. No, I it's not. I was trying to do that to the listener. Oh, well, what is your name? I don't think, I think a lot of people are listening and are not saying it. Really? Let's give them one Go more on, chance. say it. Say, say it, it out loud. Yeah. What's your name? Nice oh, to meet you. Oh, lovely to meet you, actually. What a lovely name. Ian, what have you been up to this week? I'm trying to drink more water. I've heard of it. Because I'll have stuff like this Pepsi Max cherry and all that kind of stuff. But I find the taste so dull. So what I do, (laughs) I've got my my lovely water bottle. I'll put some ice cubes in to keep it a bit... Ice cubes? Cubes. Not ice cubes, ice cubes. ice cubes. You're putting the emphasis on cubes. They've got to be cuboid. (laughs) Uh, Well, all I was going to say is... I'd read, I'd read an article about how to make water a bit more interesting. Oh, yeah. Because I find it dull. Yeah. And they said cut fruit up and yeah. pop it in and infuse it. Oh, yeah. Um, and I thought to myself, I like strawberries and I like raspberries. Mm. Am I putting them in my fucking water? Am I spending £4 on a punnet of raspberries just to shove it in some water? No. So um, I bought a lemon. Yeah. Bought a lemon, sliced classic. it up, pop it in my water. It's classic. Yeah, slightly lemony water. Problem yeah. solved. There, there's a big veg and fruit shortage in a minute. And the prices, goddamn. <laughs> You're better off with your Pepsi Max cherry. Yeah. And um, that's infused with cherry. It's the same thing. Same thing. What are we doing? But what's your story? You've been so keen. <laughs> well, I thought I was going for a massage, right? I'd booked in a massage, turned up, and the woman said, I'll just get the room ready. And I thought she meant she'd get me, like, you know, the towels on the bed and the candles or whatever. Yeah. And I go in, and there's this bed, and then there's like, um, I don't even really know how to explain it, like a sort of astronaut suit, 
on the bed. And she was just like, she says, if you've got leggings on, you can keep your leggings on. Just like pop yourself in there. And I was like, what the hell have I booked? And I was going, this is, um, this is the body balance. And she was like, yep, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, yeah. And I was like, and I'm Amy and I'm booked in that too. Because I was thinking, what are you putting me in? Hang on, you're pointing at yourself. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Amy Cleville, right? <laughs> well, I thought maybe she thinks I'm somebody else. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, and, I, and just so everybody knows, I'm Amy and I'm booked in at two, two o'clock for a body balance treatment at this massage place, mm. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just pop yourself in this suit. And it, it's this like, Velcro astronaut suit and you put your legs in and then you have to shuffle right down, get your legs as far in as possible. Then she starts putting these Velcro straps around me and I'm laid on this bed in this Velcro astronaut suit and she was just like, what intensity do you want it? And I still didn't really know what was happening. Oh, fucking hell. I was like, am I going like paragliding? What, what am I doing? And I was like, I don't know. What do you recommend? Because I didn't want to say, I... I am out of my depth. Yeah. I do not know what I have booked. I should have read more closely. Uh, and so I was like, I don't really know what I've And she said, there's a, a sort of soft, a medium, and then there's like a sports one. And I said, well, I, I don't want the sports one, whatever that is. And I, I, don't, I don't want something too gentle. So I went for the medium one and she went, mm. okay. And she said, do you want the lights off? And I was thinking, are you leaving? And I said, oh, no, it's okay. And she went, well, I'll just dim them. But she dimmed them to off. Yeah. So then, and then she said, I'll come back in 40 minutes. And I was just like, all right. She said, do you want some water? And I was like, yeah. And she brought me some water. I couldn't reach it or get it because I'm in this astronaut, Velcro astronaut suit. Then this bloody suit starts inflating. And I'm like, here we go. And it's making this like pumping noise. And the suit's getting like tighter and tighter and tighter. And then there's these waves going through it. But it's tight. Like water's pumping through it. I, don't, I think it? it's air. Oh. I think. You know when you get your blood pressure done? Yeah. And and that's that, oh, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. that, but all over your body. Oh, I don't think I like that. And I, and I was just like Help! <laughs> Help! Did you did you have to have it done? What do you mean? Like, did at any point you go, I don't fucking want this. <laughs> I don't know what this is. I didn't ask for it. No, I laid there for forty minutes. Forty minutes. Well, maybe it's about forty-five minutes, and it's all creaking and the velcro's popping, and I didn't really know what was too tight because she said, if it's too tight, let me know. Mm. But then she left for 40 minutes. It's like, when am I letting you know? Yeah. I send her a fax. You're what? on your fucking lunch break. Yeah. <laughs> You've left the premises. <laughs> You're going to turn, <laughs> turn up in this like, astronaut suit to Walk a queue at Gales or something. <laughs> Did you feel good after? Um, no, I think I was more happy that I'd got through something. You know, like if you yeah. ne- you're nearly like in an accident and then you're not and you're like, oh, and you get a bit of a rush and you're like, great, still alive. Maybe that's what people need to do then. You go into like a massage place, they put you through hell. <laughs> and you come out and you, and you have this new appreciation for life. Wow. I did take a picture of it. Here we go. <laughs> oh, that fucking hell. <laughs> that looks so painful. <laughs> oh, God. Well... Yeah, it was an advert for those guys. If you want to have the most excruciating time of your life. Six pounds for a pint. Amy. Yeah. 
Can I tell you a northern news story? Oh, Ian, I would love that. This is heartwarming. Mm-hmm. Teen from Bentham in sort of the Cumbria area. It's a small little village with a small little hero. You don't mind me telling you? Okay. This small teen from village, Bentham hero. has broken the record for assembling a Mr. Potato Head. <gasps> the record of time. Record timing. She's over the moon. Um, <laughs> after setting a new tempest. Uh, Matilda Walton, 13, assembled a Mr. Potato Head in just 5.69 seconds on December the 10th. There's a video attached here. It's a two-minute, 30-second video, so I don't know what's going on there. Um, Amy, I'm going to play the video. Yeah. And you can commentate on what's okay. what's happening here. There's a table laid out very clinically. There's a, there's a mat right. with the potato and various parts, and she's got her hands flat on the table, on the desk. Right. Ready to begin. Here we go. Press and play. Oh, she's good. She's good. She's got a technique. Wow. <gasps> did you hear that song, I Mom? did, yeah. Like, oh, brilliant. And yeah, she goes to take her hands off the mat, which is maybe unregulation. Yeah. You're not like moving her mum's yeah. going, Keep your hands on mat. <laughs> We're going for a record here. Oh my God. So she, her technique is very much two things in at once. Yeah. So she's picking, <laughs> she's got it laid out in a very particular order and she's doing like, Two ears, two eyes. The potatoes on the legs in one swift move. Yeah, that was it's very good. It's all happening. But when did the mum watch her daughter doing that and go, "That's a bloody skill. That is love. We need to. Mm. We need to double check with the world that you might be the best at this." Yeah, because it is fast. Don't get me wrong. I couldn't do it. Yeah, but it does look possible. I guess um, it's the thing where it's like, if not many people are going for it. I'm not taking anything away from Matilda. I think oh, she's doing yeah, incredibly yeah, of there. Of course. But I'm saying the more peculiar the record in general, mm. the more likely it is that you could break it. Well, I reckon maybe this mum, and yeah. she is pushy. I think she's maybe <laughs> gone, I want my daughter to have a Guinness World Record. And she's leafing through that book. Yeah. Going, what's an easy one? She's looking at longest fingernails. That's going to take ages. Oh, yeah. Oldest woman. Oh, that's going to take ages. Yeah. It's got 116. We don't even know if she's going to make it to 116. Yeah. I'm not going to be alive to see my daughter make 116 yeah. unless there's been some freakish medical <laughs> developments. And then, but, and then I'm then the oldest you're, woman. Yeah. You're, you can never see your daughter break that record. Yeah. What a tragedy of life. You can never life. ever do it because you'd be the record holder. You can never. Never see your daughter become the oldest woman in the world. Have a little That's think about that for a second and try and get on with your day, not depressed oh. out of your mind. There'd be a fraction of a second, like a millisecond, where you where you get to see your daughter be the youngest woman in the world. Oh, yeah, that's good. As soon as I... The second... Well, But like... when do you count a baby being born? First bit of the head's out? Is it when the eyes are out? Is it... The, or does the, the old whole, baby got to be I out? I think it's got to be the whole thing. Right, so like foot... Bit of foot out. Every bit out. There's no bit apart from the umbilical cord. Yeah, umbilical cord doesn't count. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because sometimes you could be in labour. A bit could be out. Mm. Be in labour for hours. Be in labour long enough for my head starts chatting. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like, come on, mum, push! <laughs> oh my god! I'm four that years old. Horrible thought. That's showing it. Horrible. Doing like the like alphabet with it and stuff. Reading it stories. Taking it on its first driving lesson. Yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah, that'd be horrible, that. I wonder what the longest labour is. That's probably a Guinness World Record. 
Record. Come on. Come on. A Polish woman lay nearly upside down in labour for 75 days. <gasps> Thanks for but bringing it, that up, But it only hurts as much as being cooked in the balls. Get fucked. <laughs> well, we'll never know. We'll never know. Imagine being kicked in the balls for 75 days. And I will do that yeah. to you happily. I remember early on in the podcast that. when I was supposed to be wearing a... Um, Menopause recreation suit. They didn't get back to us when we emailed asking for one. You didn't bloody email. I want to be the first one to experience the menopause and childbirth at the same time. Get me a menopause (laughs) recreation suit. Get me a childbirth recreation suit. You kick me in the balls and we'll put that out as a live show. (laughs) But yeah, to go back to Matilda, she said, I'm euphoric. That's a big word, isn't it? I don't think yeah. I would have ever said euphoric as a teenager. How old is she? I'm 13. 13. She's euphoric. I was really concerned that I wouldn't be able to do it on the day under the pressure of recorded time. It's still sinking in. Aww. Yeah, I mean, she seems so Good happy about you, it. Good on you, Matilda. Well done, Matilda. Do you think it's a bit of a con because Matilda could probably have used her powers? Yeah. If it's that Matilda. You're saying that this teenager from Bentham is a cheat. I'm saying if I know anything about Matildas, they usually have special powers yeah. and can move stuff around and clean their room really fast. Name one Matilda who doesn't have special powers. I have got one. I'm out of ideas. I'm, I literally haven't got one. That's my gravy, you daft sod. Amy, what's been going on up north that you found? Well, I want to talk to you about something that I think is like... So it's, it's happened this week and it sounds to me like an American thing, but it's not. No. It's happened in Chester. This is from The Standard, The Chester Standard. And the headline is, Dad and son seconds from being caught in a mini tornado in Chester. Wow. A mini tornado. You don't hear of it. You do not hear of it. So um, a father and his six-year-old son had to take evasive action after a funnel cloud whipped through their garden near Chester following stormy weather on Saturday. Now, the dad is weirdly, or maybe is this a coincidence or does this make it more likely, is a nature photographer. Oh. So I think, Hmm. I think, (laughs) so I think they were, they were looking at the storm, etc. He must have like a keen eye for that. But there's a video, let me show you this. There's a video. This is the garden. You can see bit from the video so that there's a, there's a big bit of wind. There's a lot of leaves coming down from the tree. Mm. Apparently all the windows were rattling and the, the, the dad and the son have, have ran inside by this point. There's rain, there's hail. Yeah. Where's this, this funnel? Is, it must be coming. Come on. But it's like wind in a garden. It's wind and hail. Um, but it broke several branches and scattered them across the garden. <laughs> Fucking hell! The windows in the house were almost pulled out of the frames. Oh, almost. (laughs) It's the shittest tornado. The North never gets a good tornado. Well, I think this is, it's a funnel. I'd be excited to see a funnel. Oh, I I would love to see one. I don't know if I'd be excited, I'd be scared seeing a funnel. I was going to go storm chasing (gasps) for my Edinburgh Fringe show, but it's so expensive. And dangerous. What are you doing, lad? I just need anecdotes. I've got a boring life. Do you remember that story about water? I just want to... I don't want to die. I want an early die so I can tell people about it. That's my life. Ooh, that's a tricky place to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> real, that's where I'm at mentally a, at the minute. It's a real tricky old place to be. Um, well, go to Chester. Apparently there's another... St- 
storm coming this Friday. Really? Yeah. So Mr. Hale, his name is, is Mr. His name Hale, Hale yeah. as well. What are the this, chances? This guy. Is this a joke? Doesn't sound real. Mr. Hale said he'd never seen anything like it in his life. And he could understand how terrifying phenomena like this must be in areas of the US where larger tornadoes are more a regular occurrence. Yeah. Well, he's absolutely shit his bed about a little funnel that's rattled his windows a bit and scattered some branches around. I was around. shitting my pants about that. Yeah. I, w- I think weather's frightening. Oh, it is. I would never disagree with you <laughs> that weather's frightening. <laughs> it's mad, isn't it, weather? Yeah, I think it is. And I think it's only getting madder, which is... Mm. Uh, scary. Let's, let's get you to talk about global warming. This weather is getting madder. <laughs> We've got funnels in Chester. My flat's too hot. It's all kicking off. When will it end? <laughs> when, all the conspiracy oh, theories. When will it end? <laughs> People are finally like going, I think there's a point here. She, she, she said her flat's hot. <laughs> yes, it's an inconvenient truth, but a truth no less. Um, The Met Office says that in a typical year, the UK sees around 30 to 35 tornadoes. Uh Did you know that? No, I didn't. Although it is very rare that they're strong enough to cause significant damage. Tiny tornadoes. I wouldn't mind getting... It's a tiny tornado. It's a tiny dough. There's a little tiny dough. We're so good at accents. We are good at accents. It's like listening to like a two-person radio play. Kind of. That spans well, the whole world, but more, more, it's like more than two people because we've got all the accents. You can yeah. do Cockney famously. Yeah. Oh, I just seen a fucking tornado in it. I was cutting rhyming slang for tornado. Tornado. Wait, um, ball of play-doh. Yeah, there's a ball of play-doh in my garden. <laughs> my kid's gone up in the air. <laughs> What's um, cutting rhyming slang for child's gone up into the sky? Meat pie. <laughs> <laughs> There's a ball of ply down me garden. My scar's gone right up into the meat pie. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. deeply sorry to any do that. people born within the sound listening? of Bowbells. <laughs> Bowbell ends. That's what yeah, we are yeah. in. That is what we are. So there you go. So that's the story I've brought. The this Tom Tom Hale is his name. He actually won the award for judge's favourite photo for the 2023 BBC Country File calendar. And he's taken a lovely picture of a rabbit or, no, I would say it's a hare. Oh. A lovely picture of a hare there in some some long grass. Oh, it does look nice. And it is stunning. There is one blade of grass that's going right up between the ears of the hare and it's absolutely lovely. It's lovely. Tom, and it's lovely. It's a lovely photo. And what better medium to appreciate it on? Than a, a podcast. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Got to give this guy credit for his wimpy little garden complaints. <laughs> There's some wind in my garden. Hey, it was scary. Jesus Christ, Tom Ale. Love to see you do with a funnel. If a funnel came in this room now. Oh, that would be mad, actually. Yeah. Because that would feel like it's coming for us. Don't like the podcast. I feel like Tom Hale has sent it. Yeah. <laughs> You're taking piss out of funnels. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how it's talking or looking at us. Tip podcasts. And now it's time for our special guest, Davina De Campo. And they come from Brighouse, which is twinned with Ludenscheid 
in Germany. Davina, thanks for joining us. Have you ever been to Ludenscheid? Guten Abend. I cannot get to Ludenscheid. <laughs> God, never been. But you sound like a local, Davina. <laughs> Locals are brick outside. <laughs> Oh my God, it's a brick house. Do you go back often? I've been back more over the last couple of years than I've been back for a very long time, if I'm totally honest, yeah. Like, lots of my family still live there. Oh, that's nice. It's lovely. So basically, me and Ian are both from Yorkshire, but we live in London now. Oh, God. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Davina. <laughs> I apologise. Um, <laughs> but uh, we, well, I certainly feel more proud and more Yorkshire now I've left. How was your relationship with being identified as Yorkshire? Yeah, it's really strange. I don't know if you do this, but the further south I get and the more plummy and posh everybody gets, the rougher I sound. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) So, yeah, I love Yorkshire. It's it's such a great place with really, you know, great people. And the, the county itself is so beautiful. I think part of that is because, you know, you can be in the town and then you walk for 20 minutes and you're out in the country, you know, who doesn't want to be able to just get out of the smoke? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you can't do that in London. No. You walk for 20 minutes, it's just still shit. (laughs) Just still more smoke. (laughs) You've walked into denser smoke somehow. (laughs) Is Brighouse known for anything? Is it has it got any any famous landmarks? Brighouse is known for loads of stuff. So we've got the Brighouse and Rastrick Brass Band that was in Brassdorf. And they, they, <gasps> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And they did the, the floral dance with Terry Wogan, who incidentally also talked about Brighouse on his radio show because he said we had the worst roundabout in the UK. <laughs> I can verify this as a fact. Terry, we do actually have the worst roundabout in the world because you have to stop halfway round this roundabout and people don't always realise. So quite often they'll drive into somebody else because they have to stop and they don't. Not an ideal situation. No. And then there's myself and Lethville as well, who's season... Oh, maybe she's season four of Drag Race. Oh, fantastic. Do you have a rivalry if you're from the same town? Oh, my gosh, absolutely not. No. We're both massive cheerleaders. If there was another stand-up comedian from Ghoul, I would want nothing but their failure. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) I, I want to be Ghoul's only stand-up comedian. Um, what's your favourite thing about the North? Oh, the people. It's always the people. It's got to be, hasn't it? I like London to dip in and come out. I couldn't see myself living there because it's just too frenetic. Yeah. And mm. it's too. it feels quite aggressive, yes. um, as stupid <laughs> as that sounds. If you knock into somebody, they're not going to say, oh, sorry. Whereas in the North, if you do knock into somebody, you're like, oh, sorry. And they go, no problem, and off you go on your way. Whereas then, if people yeah. walk into you in London, they don't care. They've got no interest in even acknowledging that you exist. There's that, and then, you know, it's that kind of unwritten rule on the tube that not only do you not talk to anybody, you don't look at anybody either because <laughs> yeah, you get yeah. stabbed to death, which isn't real. <laughs> like, that isn't what's happening on the tube all the time, but it's kind of this <laughs> weird culture that's arisen yeah. on the tube, isn't it? I've had two separate train journeys, one in London, one up north, where there's been a pigeon on the train. <laughs> and in London, everyone just ignored it. Like, let's just pretend it's not here. 
But up north, everyone, like, I'd say six people, they banded together. They got the pigeon, and um, at the next stop, they, they released it. Catch a pigeon, catch a pigeon, <laughs> catch a pigeon, catch a pigeon. <laughs> Penelope picks up to the rescue. <laughs> And that is what Northerners would do. We'd all yeah. be singing that, <laughs> cheering yeah. them on. Joining hands. Catch the pigeon. Catch the pigeon. Doing a conga down the whole train. <laughs> Everyone on that carriage, friends for life. They're all at each other's weddings. <laughs> WhatsApp group for the pigeon train. Yeah. <laughs> they meet up every year. <laughs> they go to Benidorm. <laughs> and Davina, as we're talking, we talk about some weird stories from the north up here. Do you have any stories from Brighouse on Manchester that you've seen in newspapers that stand out to you? Any local weirdos? Like, you're asking about local weirdos and you are talking to me. <laughs> That's what they're saying to If you don't know the local weirdo, you are yeah, the local yeah. weirdo. <laughs> Maybe we should get someone else from Brighouse on and they'll go, oh, yeah, there was one, Davina de Campo. <laughs> So, am I right in thinking you're in a stage production at the moment? Yeah, uh, I'm in the SpongeBob musical at the moment. We're touring nationwide, so we're all over the place. Um, We've already been in Bradford and Manchester, so I'm afraid if you're in Bradford or Manchester, you've missed out. But we're up in Newcastle and we're, we're on until the middle of September. So it's probably the most joyful and optimistic show I've ever been in. Who do you play? I'm the evil genius, Plankton. Ah! Oh, nice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, wow. So it's really, really good fun, and it's got the most incredible music. You know, there's tracks in there by John Legend, Cindy Lauper, David Bowie, Lady Antebellum. Also, you know, I'm joined uh, periodically by another local lad to me, Gareth Gates. No way! Oh, yeah. Yeah, is he Bradford? Yeah, Bradford. So he's, you know, Bradford's five minutes up the road from Brighouse. So um, it's like a little West Yorkshire band when we're together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this. I absolutely love Yorkshire this. Yorkshire SpongeBob. Yeah, Yorkshire SpongeBob. Yeah. yeah. Love that. <laughs> SpongeBob Square Kex. SpongeBob and his square trousers. It's been such a laugh. What a pleasure. Lovely. Don't be a stranger. Absolutely not. (laughs) See you later, Davina. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. It's pissing it down. Now, Ian. What story are you bringing to us? Is it a hometown story or a listener story? I've got a listener story. <gasps> this is sent to us via Twitter from at purplestrobs1. Hello, at purplestrobs1. They've sent in a headline, Fury, after Morrison's wouldn't sell couple meat pies before 9am. <gasps> Disgusting. What? They could. It says the meat pies were within sniffing difference. Sniffing... <laughs> There's a difference. You can tell the difference. You're that close. That's a that's a steak and ale. Lamb. <laughs> but yeah, apparently in Morrison's you can't sell sell pies until after nine a.m. Like they've got alcohol in it, steak and ale or something. What? What? So they can't. <laughs> Eight forty-five a.m. That's a no-go for pies. So is this what time they went into? Bu- who who's trying to buy the pies? Right. These people are Linda and Tony Gilks. Hello, Linda and Tony. They were left piping hot with fury. Oh, after, hey, oh. 
A lovely article here from Gazette Live. They refused to sell them pies for 9 p.m. 9 a.m. 9 a.m. 9 p.m. It's crazy. Yeah. You can only eat pies. Morrison shuts at six. <laughs> it says here, I wanted eight large sausage rolls and two steak bakes, said Linda, 62, from Thorntree. Great, 45. Glad they said her age. I was wondering. Yeah, yeah. She's 62. She's entitled to have eight large sausage rolls and two steak Minimum. bakes. Minimum. I mean, I don't know what meal she's having or who she's getting these for. Chill Might out. just be for herself. Okay. Okay. Um... <laughs> But she could see the pies. Oh. They asked for the pies. And you can have a fruit pie, but not a meat pie. But don't worry. The Tasteful Report has got them to stand outside Morrison's with two Cornish passes in their hands and post for a photograph. Brilliant. <laughs> Looking sad. Do they look sad? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they look sad, all right. Oh, they do. They look... Oh, they look livid. And that's my favourite genre of photography, local photography, where they've gone, right, can you hold that pie and look sad? Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> Okay, I'm going to play you um, an interview from this guy mm-hmm. and we'll see what... There might be some interesting... Uh, hang on. Yeah, he's basically oh. saying what they do is they say you can't have a fresh hot pie. Like, they're newly baked. There's plenty there on the shelves ready. But he, he wants one... He's, he wants it fresh. Yeah, but, he, so, but, but his wife could see the pies. So you can buy meat pies. You can buy meat pies. He just wanted a fresh one piping up there and then. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, but also she could see, there's a, like I think a shelf full of pies that you would take home and put in the oven. But he's like, I just want it hot. So the pies are there. He just couldn't get the specific pies he wanted. But still, I do wonder why. Yeah. Just give him the pie. Give him the pies, isn't it? Unless I misheard it. It did end that interview by going, I pity your lunch. Is that what I was going to ask what the last line was? I'm sure he said, like, if you go in there wanting pies, you they'll give you the cold pies from yesterday. They won't give you hot pies. I pity your lunch. You are but if you're buying lunch. it at 8.45 and your lunch is, what, earliest 11.30, it's going to be yeah. cold anyway. I'm maybe on Morrison's side a bit here. Well, I think the rule's unnecessary. The rule's mad. It's unnecessary. And there's no need to enforce it. But no one's coming out of this story well. No. <laughs> I was looking round for a camera, he says. Looking round for Jay Beadle. Jeremy Back Beadle. to his old tricks yet again. What an awful reveal that would be where they walk away and then Jeremy Beadle comes, hey, you can't have a pie. <laughs> There's no time pie limit. Oh, oh, there's a camera there. There's a camera. Oh, you no. Oh. It would be sadder if Jeremy Beadle came out and did exactly that, but there wasn't a camera. Yeah. And it was just that's just what he did. Yeah. That's his thing, isn't it? Yeah. Was his thing. The God, ghost God rest of Jeremy Beadle pranking people. But basically, she said, if I could have reached over, I'd have grabbed him myself. I wasn't waiting twenty minutes, so I went to Couplands, which I so Couplands must have been. I love Cooper. Not 20 minutes away. Yeah. Otherwise, she should have just waited. Um, fuck it up. This quote. Husband Tony, who eats fish and chips three days a week, <laughs> branded the decision stupid. <laughs> Get that fact in. The reporters clearly heard that at some point. Going, well, that's, that is relevant information. <laughs> this guy eats fish and chips three days a week. Let's get the woman's age and the man's diet. Linda, 62 and her husband, who eats fish and chips three days a week. What are they like? All these quotes are mad. (laughs) The 76-year-old said, 
when you're faced with that situation at the county, you start thinking, is it candid camera? Is it April Fool's Day? You can have fruit pies, but you can't have meat pies. We've always been able to get the pies before 9am. I can't see any logic. Morrison's told the Gazette there's no hard and fast policy, but meat pies are simply baked for 9am to match customer demands. But Tony suggested a more sinister explanation. (laughs) (laughs) And he says, there's more to this. He said, Morrison's have got their own agenda. They don't want people to know about it. They've given too many ridiculous stories about why. They've contradicted themselves over and over. So he doesn't say what the sinister thing is, but he's like, <laughs> there's more to it. They're contradicting themselves. They, they don't know what they're saying. What could they possibly be trying to hide? Yeah, I don't know what the sinister objective could be. But the Morrison spokesperson has said, it appears that in this case, we should have sold the customers their pies. <laughs> That's what they've learned. Yeah, but the rule is crazy. Yeah. It's complex. We live in a crazy world. We live in a crazy world. Ooh, me feet are wrecking. Amy, has there been anything crazy going on in Hull? Let me tell you, yes. I found something on a little site called TikTok. And um, it's a woman from Hull who was in tears over a cake that she ordered. Because she spent a lot of money on this cake. Mm. I think it is a, a real lot of money for because a cake is a cake. You know, you eat it. Oh yeah, it's only ever going to turn into shit. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like all food. <laughs> yeah, sometimes when people are like, "Oh, I've spent this much on food," and it's like, it's going, every, everything's been flushed. Yeah, don't you know? There's a limit. I think. Yeah, but this isn't crazy. Well, I don't know. Two hundred and forty pounds for it's a cake. It's a lot for a cake. It's a lot for a cake, isn't it's it? It's a lot for something that's simply going to be a shit in a while. Well, couldn't have said it better myself, yeah. Ian, if you if you know what I mean. Two hundred forty pounds for a cake that looked nothing like what she asked for. <laughs> the cake arrived looking as though it had been dropped multiple times <laughs> before its delivery. Now this cake, you get to see the cake on the on the video. TikTok is awful. TikTok's absolute. I've opened the video and already there's like 94 different pop-ups. Yeah. TikTok is an absolute fucking cesspit of it's shit. It's a cesspit. Um, and you can follow me on it. So this, the cake that showed it was a 40-year chocolate ganache cake. Yeah. And she paid equivalent for $300 oh. and it comes and it looks like a, it looks like a pile of horse shit. Yeah. It looks like a pile of manure. No structural integrity. There's no, it's a, it's a lump. I'd call it a giant's dollop. Yeah. It looked like they'd all caved in on themselves. Yeah. It's like at an angle. It everything was, had melted. It was a mess. And what did she do in response to this? What was her thoughts and feelings? Well, she she couldn't believe it. Yeah. She couldn't believe what had been ordered. And people have sort of said to her, can you get a refund? But it's kind of like once you've made the cake and you've sent it, it's maybe not the cake... It's, what what I'm struggling with is who's where does the responsibility lie? Is it the person who's made the cake? Oh, was it always made bad? Yeah. Or was it good at one point and the delivery has okay. made it bad? You know what I mean? How do you, yeah, transporting a cake that looks like it hasn't been kept in the upright position. I reckon they've made a great cake, but then they've just packaged it and took it to the post office. Do you think? But then the cake, the bakery that she has got this from should use a good delivery system. It's the bakery's fault. 
It is the bakery's fault. It's got to be. You can't be like, oh, well, I'm, I made that china vase and it was beautiful. It's not my fault that when it got delivered, it was smashed a thousand pieces because yeah. I'd written the words. Smash. I've smashed this, <laughs> smashed this shit up. Smash Please chuck this ASAP. onto your van. Yeah. Oh, no. So it says, Libby was expecting a chocolate ganache cake elegantly finished with cocoa decorations. However, she has been left out of pocket and still missing a decent cake. They one, haven't given her a ticker. refund. No. Fuck. One ticker. One TikToker cocker. One, one Nana's here. One ticker. One ticker cocker replied. When you say dropped it off, did she literally drop it? That's, oh! that's really good. Because <laughs> people will say <laughs> dropped off to mean like delivered or given. But she's gone, because drop can also Literally mean like to fall it. on yeah. the floor. That's, I think that's, that's where she's going with it. very good. She's very good. Another talk ticker oh. said, uh, like, did she throw it at your front door, then scoop it up? That, that gives you an idea of the state of this cake. Mm. I don't think I've ever said, look at the state of this cake before. <laughs> I've never had to describe a cake as in a state. No. I can, the cake looks like it's been through something quite traumatic. Um, Libby said she was too shocked to do anything else apart from accept it. So she's just got this slop of a cake. But as I said at the beginning, it's all going down the toilet anyway. Get that on a T-shirt. If it we are nice, going to get merch out soon. Yeah, tell us what you think our merch yeah. should be. It all comes out your ass. <laughs> so many top quality catchphrases. But I've had to go with the album. <laughs> Northern thing. It's like so American. <laughs> it all comes out. What you what? Oh, what's that bag from? Do you like what? What you've been listening to? Oh, you know, Northern News. Yeah. Two Northerners. And what's the slogan? It all comes out your ass. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right, all right. Well, thank you for listening. We've done it again. We've done another bloody episode. Mm. If you can believe it. And if you are listening to this in the north of another country. Yeah. And you want to set up your own Northern News podcast, then you we'll try and franchise it out. You've got to pay us. I'd love to hear that. Would you? Northern, Northern Norway. Ooh, yeah. You got them talk, Northern slagging News off. Norway. Doing accents of people from Oslo down the south, like, oh, what? I'm from Oslo. Kind of thing. That's good. It's a good podcast. It's if you damn want it, good. It's there for the taking. North Korea. I would love a North Korean podcast. Yeah. I imagine it would be heavily censored. Yeah. They'd just go on like, hello, it's the Northern News Podcast. <laughs> and thanks for joining us. <laughs> everything's still great. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, oh, and in the news this week, everything is still good. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks See for you listening. Later. <laughs> it would make it easier. Mm. But thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Why am I a nana? Why can't I remember any social media things anymore? It's your ear fever tablets have gone to your head. I'm bloody drowsy. And thanks to our special guest, Davina DeCampo. What a special guest. Wow. Wow. You can find Davina. That was incredible, by the way. (laughs) You can find Davina with the SpongeBob musical. We'll be there. Yep. And I don't know what the I don't know who it's aimed at age-wise, but it's aimed at me and I'm 34. (laughs) And it's aimed at me and I'm Barely legal. <laughs> and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> you can also um, join us on Patreon. 
and Apple yeah. subs and pay a little bit extra for a lot a bit more. That's gone on a T-shirt. That's on a T-shirt as well. A little bit extra for a lot a bit more. We've it lost all a lot of money. my ass. <laughs> I like that. Thank you. Um, um, well, it, yeah. It's a great way to support the podcast and get extra little bits and bobs and you'll hear about stuff first. The money goes to great causes in the North. <laughs> um, if you consider me and Amy to be a great cause. Yeah. And it helps to make the podcast. Oh, yeah. Which is, you know... Microphones don't come cheap. No, no way. I'm sitting on a 20 grand chair. (laughs) And I'm knelt. Yeah. So we're in quite a bad situation financially, really. Um, Um, But thank you so much for listening. And we shall see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hello, everyone. It's Ian Smith here from Northern News, the podcast you are currently listening to. And I'm here to tell you that I'm recording my multi-award-nominated solo show, Crushing, on Tuesday the 4th of June at the Pleasance Theatre in London. But I'd love to see some Northern News listeners there. We're recording this show. It's going to live online forever. So the more supportive a crowd, the better. Hope to see you there.